Good morning. There we go. My name is Matt Wilson. I'm one of the pastors here on staff at San Diego First Church. It is so good to be with you this morning for our joyful sounds of Christmas. So looking forward to hearing from our choir and the orchestra, and I hope it helps you come into a season of Advent, that season of Christmas that we've been waiting for. There's a few things that I'd love for you to know about that are going on in the life of our church. All of them can be found on the bulletin that you were given coming into service this morning. But for just, uh, so I'm giving you some highlights of that bulletin. Uh, first, we'd love for you to check in so that we know that you're here. We would love if you just uh, hovered your smartphone over the QR codes, uh, filled out that Google form and uh, give us a little bit of information about yourself. Certainly just name would be awesome so that we can know you're here. But if you'd like to update any contact information or if you have any prayer requests, would love for you to use that Google form to give us <clears throat> any information that you have about prayer that you would need. In addition, next Sunday is our children's musical. That will be taking place in Brown Chapel at 10.30. Looking forward to hearing from our kids as they have spent months practicing this musical, the songs, the drama. Please come out for that. It's going to be a huge experience out in Brown Chapel next Sunday, December 10th. We have Christmas Eve services. Uh, as you may know, Christmas Eve uh, falls on a Sunday. And so with that, we have two services on Sunday. We have our usual morning Sunday service at 1030. That will be in the Ellipse Chapel. And we have our traditional candlelight service at 5 p.m. in Brown Chapel on Christmas Eve. We'd love to see you at uh, either one of those uh, as we uh, celebrate the eve of our Lord's birth. And then lastly, we have, uh, as far as events, our Women's Gift Exchange. That takes place December 17th. Uh, at 7 p.m. in the Ellipse Chapel. It's a bring your favorite thing exchange, not white elephant, nothing like you gotta find the, the peach candle in the back of the closet. This is a bring your favorite thing that you have purchased or have the last year, you know, 15, $20 max, and bring it and exchange it with other people who have brought their favorite thing of the season. I invite you to that, all you women, 7 p.m. December 17th in the Ellipse Chapel. With that being said, oh, last thing, Angel Tree. If you have brought your Angel Tree presents, we'd love to take those uh, after service in that bin over there next to that tree. Uh, we have no more Angel Tree tags, which is awesome. And if you haven't uh, uh, purchased that gift or you, you're wondering when to bring back your Angel Tree, that uh, is it. December 17th as well. So you can bring that in service or in the church office whenever you're available. At this time, we'd love to begin uh, the rest of the service with the Advent reading from Daryl and Joyce Paul. This is the start of the Christian calendar. 
Advent is the season that prepares our hearts and minds for the celebration of Christ's arrival. We, be we begin this year by celebrating God's greatest gift to the world, the birth of Jesus. Advent comes from a Latin word meaning the coming, and it refers to the following season we enter into today. This season isn't only one for looking back and reflecting. It is a season in which we look towards the horizon, anticipating the many ways Christ comes to us. We recognize and celebrate the coming of Jesus in three different ways. Christ came into the world as a baby, challenging our ideas about divinity, power, and love. Christ comes to each of us today by saving, healing, and transforming us. Christ will come, will come again, when he returns to earth as reigning King and Lord. Each of these movements of Christ are movements of hope. We can take great hope in the fact that just as God became incarnate and dwelt with us, God continues to come to us every day anew through the Holy Spirit. And we look forward to the promise of Christ's return. This morning, we'll light the candle of hope. As we begin a new year, it's a good practice to reflect on the year we've just lived. Despite the challenges, frustrations, and despair that may surround us, we look to Christ as our inspiration and also our hope. Everything that has happened this year, the good and the not so good, the beautiful and the challenging, they all remind us of the hope that we have in Christ. Advent reminds us of where we place our hope, that we trust in a gracious, faithful, powerful God, a God who lives among us and intimately knows us. As we light the candle of hope this morning, let's open our hearts to the miracle of Christ's coming and to God's call upon our lives. Together, let us be grateful for how God has accompanied us on our journey thus far and find strength to hope once again in the God who lives among us. May God move among us this Advent, prompting us to remember the hope that we have in Christ and consider how we may be able to use and be, how we may be able to be used and to bring hope into the lives of others.
joyful morning. We come to celebrate the hope this first Sunday of Advent, the hope of incarnation. I'm taken by a phrase in the prophet Zechariah where he says we are prisoners of hope. It's not something we have to create. It's not something we strive to achieve. It's part of who we are. Faith, 
hope and love. Hope is a part of who we are as believers, a part of what we have become because of what Christ has done. And so we're here not just to contemplate the wonder of the Christ child on this Hope Sunday of Emmanuel, God with us. But I hope we will experience this thing as a child, in a childlike way. I'm a great fan of Black Friday. Not for the shopping. I avoid shopping at every opportunity. But it's Transformation Day for me. Black Friday is the day when the Christmas music comes out and all the boxes come out of storage and the Christmas lights go up on the outside of the house and I begin unwrapping all the goods and putting the tree up and this transformation happens in my heart. It's a time travel thing. I go back to my childhood and the joys of Christmas and what it has meant to me through the years. I remember when I get into that childlike mode, that this used to be the longest month of the year. Will Christmas never get here? And now it's all turned, and it's the fastest month of the year, and rehearsals and parties and calendars and everything is just jammed into it. And in this time, when the world says, speed up, speed up, speed up, I would invite you this morning to slow down. To come into a mode of contemplation, to reflect on what this season means. Hopefully, for you who have come to listen, this morning is that kind of time for you. I know for these who are performing, it is all kinds of anxiety, and is everything going to work, and we are focused on what we're doing, but please make this a time of reflection on the hope of incarnation. When I get into that childlike mode, it takes me back to an illustration of Jesus that's recorded in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. And uh, in Mark's version, we hear it this way. They came to Capernaum, and uh, Jesus says to them, what were you arguing about on the road? And there's this awkward silence among the disciples. Nobody wants to speak up because what had happened on the road is they were in an argument about who was the greatest among them. Jesus says, if you want to be great, become a servant of all. This seems to be an ongoing argument among the disciples. In Matthew chapter 20, there's a scene where James and John with their mother come to Jesus and their mother bows before Jesus and requests of him that he, when he comes into his kingdom, would allow her two sons to sit on his right and on his left. A little too much to expect, perhaps, for a proud mother, but not too much to ask. Jesus tells her, that's in God's design. It's not for me to grant that to your sons. But if you want to be great, be humble. And when Jesus says this to the disciples back in Mark chapter 9, he then brings a child and stands the child in their midst. It reminds me of when Pastor D teaches from a children's book or stops what he's doing and goes down to the children's section and speaks only to them. He brings his child and places him in their midst and says, unless you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So I started thinking about that childlike spirit that Jesus encourages. He asked them, 
not to be childish like they were acting, but to be childlike. He lists the first characteristic when he says, be humble. Children know humility. They know their limitations, and they're forever asking for help. Mom, I can't finish this. What, how do I do this? Dad, help me with this. It's a wonderful sense of dependency and humility. I can still hear my seminary professor, Ralph Earl, saying, humility is nothing more than honest self-appraisal. When I appraise myself in the light of God and his creative strength, there is nothing left but humility, unworthiness in the light of what he has done for us. Another child-like characteristic is trust. Children can put their trust in their parents' hands when they know that they are loved completely. Monday of this last week, I was with my son up in Central California, six foot four, big athletic kid. And it, I flashed back to the times when I used to toss him in the air and catch him. <laughs> it became a ritual with all three of my kids. Throw them up, they just giggle and giggle and laugh, and you catch him, and you throw them up again, and every time it's again, 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 throw him more. They still trust me because they never once in all those times did I ever throw them up and say, let that be a lesson to you. Don't trust anybody. I always caught them. God always catches me. I can trust him. I can rely upon him. There's a great sense of dependency in children. Looking back on my childhood, my mom and dad raised six of us and sometimes three other cousins. Dad had a blue-collar job. Mom was a stay-at-home mom. It, looking back, this was 50s, 60s, 70s. It must have been a tough time, but I was never aware of that. Blissfully unaware of all the challenges of family life. We could take off on a trip, and I'd be with no concern for our safety or our expenses. I, yeah, okay, mom and dad say go. Let's go. This dependency that we have upon God and there's great freedom in that dependency. Peter says, cast all your anxiety on God because he cares for you. We're dependent upon him in all that we do. Children are teachable. Adults often are set in our own ways. That's our loss. The more childlike we can become, the better off we are. Our children are like fresh clay. Fresh Play-Doh, I guess, to keep the metaphor consistent here. Teachable, moldable. Don't miss next Sunday. You'll see how teachable your children are when they give us the marvelous Christmas story in their musical next week. Another childlike characteristic is being forgiving. Anger might come, but it's quickly forgotten. They haven't yet learned to hold grudges. Can we have the forgiveness, as Jesus says, forgive others as I have forgiven you? They're marvelously without prejudice. Social prejudice, racial prejudice, economic prejudice. They don't know. They're just kids, growing up with kids and having a great time. They have not let, learned to hate or to hold things against others. To be childlike is to have a spirit of wonder, a spirit of surprise mixed with curiosity. Imagination, joy, Imagination, belief. joy, belief. Jesus says in this Jesus setting, with a child among setting, them, we can restore this childlike, restore spirit. this childlike spirit. As David says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Let's ask to have that childlike spirit restored within us this Christmas season.
While the child is still there, Jesus says, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. Have you thanked our children's workers lately? Jordan and her team to keep this childlike spirit alive in our church family. This is Hope Week, and next week, oddly, is Peace Week, and yet the children's musical, to me, is just a hurricane of joy. It's just all this wonderful stuff going on as we rejoice with our children and become childlike ourselves. As the handbell choir comes back up to continue our music, I would encourage you to allow yourself in this Christmas season to be amazed, to become like a little child.
Continuing with this thought of uh, the hope of incarnation, C.S. Lewis calls incarnation the grand miracle. He says, every other miracle prepares for this or exhibits this or results in this. Creation itself prepares us for God's coming among us. All of Jesus' miracles exhibit God among us, what God is like. The writer to the Hebrews says he is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Resurrection results from incarnation. He descended that he might ascend again with us. Paul says, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Complete the circle as we receive Christ. C.S. Lewis says once again, talking about any other miracle apart from this is futile. God coming to us in Christ is the central event in the history of earth, the very thing that the whole story is about. Just like the sun allows us to see everything around us, so incarnation allows us to see all of the works of God. It illuminates everything there is. No wonder we celebrate Christmas. And then he attaches this grand miracle to us. The central event of the history of the earth is done for you. It's done for me. I remember the first Christmas I was old enough to understand the reading going on from the platform. And I was so thrilled that the pastor said clearly in my ear, for us, a child is born. For us, a son is given. I felt sorry for the people whose name wasn't Russ because it is so personal. Insert your name into this. For you, Christ is born. For you, he is given. It's so personal. It's for us. And so we become as a child. It becomes his gift to us. Two verses are going to be on the screen here. First from John chapter 1. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John picks it up in First John. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. This is John, who along with his brother James were called the sons of thunder for their tempers, whose mother was bold enough to request the two seats of honor in heaven. John had finally learned the greatest possible thing is to become like a little child. His favorite phrase as he grew old was little children love one another. If this grand miracle is not yet your personal miracle, I would invite you to listen to the words of this next song that the choir is going to sing. It invites us to bring everything we are before the King. Bring your worries, your burdens, your broken heart, because he is the hope your heart needs. Listen to the message, and then we'll pray.
pray with me. Father, as we come before Father, you, as we come before you, you recognize, you recognize the gift that has been given. Gift has been given. That you became a child. That you became a child. That we might become childlike, might enough, become childlike enough to receive you. To receive you. Who all who will believe in him who gave the right. Gave the right. Become the children of God. Become the children of God. And so, Father, we come. And, so, Father, we come. and if there are those here among us who have not yet accepted you as Savior, this is a marvelous time of the year to see it clearly, to receive it completely. May we know you in your fullness this Christmas season. In the name of Christ. If this has been a day for you to receive Christ, there's a connection card in your folder. If you just tear that off, drop it in one of the often boxes or give it to one of us in the pastoral staff, we would love to pray with you and help you know what it is like to know Christ in his fullness. Through this beautiful benediction. What we have, we give him. For me, everything changed when I gave him my heart. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
Jesus. Welcome to Advent. Welcome to, Advent. Welcome to the Christ of Welcome Christmas. To the Christ of Christmas. Go in peace. Go in peace.